Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode two of our podcast, uh, The Ripper, The Teller, and The Gremlin. Uh, we've got a lot of exciting things to talk about today. Um, so I think without further ado, it's time that we just jump straight into it. Um, I'm going to kick things off uh, with some movie news um, and also some gaming news. So um, number one, um, and I can't wait to hear everybody's opinion on this one, um, Uncharted, the beloved franchise mm. by Sony. Um, there's been talks for a long time of a movie being made, um, about a younger Nathan Drake. Um, recently, um, got a few stills, didn't we? A we few did. photos, yeah, a, a, a few, few teases. Yeah, we did. And now, um, as of last week, uh, Tom Holland, beloved Spider-Man, um, yeah. posted on his Instagram, <laughs> uh, with the, uh, like a, just like a map, which said Nathan on it or Nate, actually it said, um, and the caption to the photograph was, um, something along the lines of first day of uncharted um the movie and that to me is very exciting um what do you guys think i mean it's an interesting one because i believe they said it's a movie that's been in development hell mm. for quite a yeah. while it's something that's yeah, been in that and too. out of scripts in mm. and out of actors and different directors attached yeah um so it's been a bit of a journey um, and you know, there's a famous video game movie curse. Yeah, there is. There can yeah. never be a good <laughs> video game movie. Yeah, that's a um, not, not a bad. Chance. But it is one. Maybe maybe this will break the curse. Maybe hmm. this will be the video game movie that you know becomes the the, the big thing that everyone celebrates. Sure. So um, Uncharted is a pretty cinematic experience, anyway, hmm. um, start to finish. You in Uncharted three i believe or four maybe i think it's three you you do play a small segment as young nathan drake mm. um i'm talking yep. teen, like, teenage nathan drake yeah that, I, think, I think there's a section in four as well oh is know. there oh really I think that, yeah i think i think there's two I don't sections remember. It, it's been, <laughs> I don't know it, it has remember. been a while but all i would say is that i'm guessing this film is going to go slightly older than that but between that and adult because yeah, tom holland is probably yeah um i think tom holland could do a fantastic job as Nathan mm. Drake I think that's a really interesting cast yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing mm -hmm. which I mentioned to you Chris and I don't know if you know this Bradley <laughs> um, so everyone knows who Sully is right um, you know he's the yeah. uh, the cigar smoking you know big moustache like cool, white. yeah right um, I looked at the cast list the other day and I don't know if this is 100% confirmed but I know he'd be younger if Nate was younger but mm -hmm. Mark Wahlberg is listed as Sully Oh, and he's gonna yeah. do his he's gonna do yeah. his best Marky Marky Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. What do we think of I that? I mean, I love Mark Wahlberg, but Oh, he's fantastic. I'm I'm not he's sure not got that a lot of range. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> what are you talking let's about? Just hope... <laughs> he's let's great, just hope he's great at what he these does. Are, these are kept to, you know, uh to be confirmed mm. as uh as Sully, because I mean, I think there'd be loads of other I mean, people that uh, would be that, better candidates. That's yeah. kind of just typical Hollywood, though, isn't it? They're going, right, we've got Tom Holland involved. Mm. We need another big name to anchor this film. Yeah. What about Mark Wahlberg? Marky Mark, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and then they're not really going <clears> to <throat> particularly oh, care about the betrayal. They'll just give him a script and he'll go, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll beat some I'll do up. that for a couple of mil. I'll beat some people up. Take my shirt <laughs> off a couple of times. I'll take my, my shirt off a couple of times throughout. Um, can I be topless in this scene? But Mark, that makes no sense. But that's just classic Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I mean, I'm interested and I'm interested to see the direction they take yeah, the film. Uh, yeah. Just mm. to see a younger Nate's Definitely. experience, you know? Uh, yeah, and we all love Holland. We do. Everyone loves Holland. So, yeah, um, not, not Holland. everyone. That's, that's not everyone, but... <laughs> the country. But we yeah, do. The country does. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, moving on from that, though. I mean, I'm excited to hear more, but um, for now, it's obviously the, the most we have on it. Um, but moving yeah. on, another bit of um, 
TV slash film news. Um, so Extraction, film on Netflix starring Chris Hemsworth. Great film. Great film. Good action romp. Brilliant action. Yeah. And it's actually- Have you seen it, Bradley? No, I have not. I was about to say that. <gasps> uh, when, when did it release? Uh, this year, I think. It was, it was only like a couple months ago. Two yeah. Months ago. Oh, well, that, it was before lockdown, uh, I think. Yeah, before lockdown. I haven't got around to it yet. Right. Well, what, all I'll what's say. It, what's it like? Right. So oh, it's fantastic. So it's basically, he is, I mean, he's basically um, like, uh, he's a soldier. Um, but soldier he's like, for fortune. He's a, yeah, but for fortune. Yeah. And okay. he basically gets tasked with rescuing. Um, High value like targets. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he gets uh, put on the case for um, a drug lord's son who has been kidnapped by a rival drug lord. They're like Indian right. drug lords. Yeah. And um, basically it's, you don't, there's not really much to expect from it in the sense of, you know, the story being mm. really twisting or anything like that. But the way it is shot, the shot yeah, is the action. just like br- it's okay. brutal. It, it it's gritty. Phenomenal. And to see Thor play a character mm-hmm. with so much violence and so much brute strength yeah, is, yeah. is awesome, isn't he it? He has a few fantastic acting moments as well. Mm. Yeah, he does. Uh, without any spoilers, there's a whole sort of bit of meaty subplot for him with his like, own sort of family dramas. Yeah. And okay. his acting in a few of the scenes, yeah, I was brilliant. generally like, whoa, like, because, hmm. you know, you don't always get to shine a lot when no. you're playing like superheroes. Yeah, because it's obviously Script, the way you're it's limited scripted. by script. Yeah, of course you are. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, fantastic. But but more to the point, um, it is just broken, am I right, Chris? The record for the most watched film on Netflix. Yeah, right? something like 50 or 60 <laughs> million watches. <laughs> yeah. 50 or 60 million watches. And then Bird, Bird Box, Box is like wow. 44 million. Which obviously smashed it on release, didn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, the thing that's so, so impressive for this movie for me as well is it's the, the guy who directed this thing he's sam hargreaves mm. okay. and he is actually a hollywood stuntman so he did the stunts for captain america winter soldier and loads right. of the marvel movies yeah and the people who actually passed him this information because this is his first movie were the Russo brothers mm. who i don't know if you know bradley but they directed yeah. infinity war some, some of the few directors that i do know, do know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's his first film, and and honestly, he just the action in it is, is just, and it's not even it? ridiculously over the top. No, no, it's just so well done. It's yeah, the, the, the it's such like John Wick on steroids. Brilliant, yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's isn't. It's, I was going to say, isn't John Wick another film that was directed by a stuntman? Uh, yes, they, yeah, yeah, they I mean, were the stuntmen from the Matrix movies. Yeah, yeah so uh, clearly. Uh, there's, there's a trend a thing here. There <laughs> is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I said to Jack, I was like, this guy, you know, because he's he's actually working at the minute as the second unit director on the Mandalorian season two. Because they okay. brought him in. You know, that they Bradley said, hasn't seen the Mandalorian. <laughs> Bradley. This is a common trend, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Bradley hasn't watched yeah. it. Yeah. TV <laughs> TV movie. Bradley hasn't watched it. But um <laughs> but yeah, so he's working as the second unit director on the Mandalorian. And awesome. John Favreau said he brought him in hmm. to up the ante on the action. Awesome. That, that could be really cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bradley, check out Extraction and Bradley, check out The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, so moving on to my last bit of news. Um, so PS5, um, everyone's... The console wars. Yeah, the console wars. Everyone's excited. Um, everyone's kind of, you know, in the stage where they're starting to think about the decisions they're going to make and if it will ruin their lives and all this sort of thing. <laughs> um, and will the promises be met and all that sort of thing. But strangely enough... Um, 
somebody I know actually asked me the other day, did I know whether or not the PlayStation 5 was going to be backwards compatible for PlayStation 4 games? Um, and I didn't know until Chris spoke to me the other day and said that it has now been confirmed that you will not only be able to play games that you'd had like installed store. digitally, um, but you will also be able to use the PS4 discs as well on PlayStation 5 and they will be backwards compatible. So Which that, is insane. That is insane because if you think about like... Um, there's so there's going to be although we're going to get so many new releases there's definitely going to be games that i've mm. like paid good money for and thought i want to buy that again like, mm. you know and, yeah and, and i'd be pretty angry if i'd lost all the games i'd bought digitally for the sake of the new console you know um so mm-hmm. that's pretty that's pretty cool to me oh, it's pretty massive. exciting um and yeah i Just mean think about i mean the jump from 360 to xbox one mm. there's probably like i had like 370 discs or something yeah and they're games yeah. that i've looked back at and go oh i wish i could replay Play that. that yeah yeah but if you're doing the jump from four ps4 to ps5 you can yeah like, exactly that's awesome it is and chris actually saying that i remember the like treasure box you had in your house with all your games in it and it literally bradley i'm not even joking yeah it was like a pirate's chest yeah and you used to open it up and there was just like green cases everywhere like falling out <laughs> the sides and it was like it yeah, so there's a lot of games that you sit there and think, oh, if only I could replay that one. And uh, PlayStation yeah. obviously going to solve that problem. I mean, so yeah, that's a, pretty exciting. A, a big one for me as well is is there's games that I've actually thought, oh, now I've got a gaming PC. Mm. I've had it for a couple of years now, but when I recently had it, I thought, oh, I'll go back, I'll get that on my Steam. And then mm-hmm. I've had a look, and they're games that have like fallen through the cracks. Yeah, where they were like. Um, like it was like a, a Battle for Middle Earth 2 Lord of the Rings game. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you can't buy it digitally anymore. No. Because they, people who made it no longer have the Lord of the Rings license. Yeah, right. I remember looking at the same thing actually. It's really frustrating, oh, isn't it? it it's, <laughs> you just want to play these old games. games. like it. And it's, but if you had the disc, so say, mm. say that happens in the future and you've got the it on PS4, yeah, you've got yeah. the disc, you can just bang it in. Bang it in there and start playing. And still yeah. play it fuming the games that i'd like to go back and replay um anyway um i know we were briefly talking about chris hemsworth a minute ago um now obviously the god um while we're speaking of people like that bradley i'm pretty sure you had something to tell us about a certain somebody our lord and savior (laughs) yeah our lord and savior yes yes Um, Um, would you like to tell us all about that so a certain Superman actor and Witcher actor, um, Henry Cavill. So cool. Uh, he, he is so cool. And the best thing about Henry is he's so embracing of his, his nerdy side. Mm. And, um, he paints Warhammer I mean, minis. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I know he paints Warhammer minis. And um, recently he's been in the news because he decided to post a video online uh, of him building a monster of a gaming PC. <laughs> Oh god, the, it is a monster. Exactly. The build estimates around three thousand pounds plus. Wow. <laughs> um from totaling up the parts uh that we can see in the video. That's excluding things like the case and his peripherals. Um so yeah, he posted this video and it's about a five minute video, but it's actually shot over quite a long time. I think it's probably about a day and a half. It was a very and, seductive um, video. I was about so. to say. It was some... very seductive. Yeah. <laughs> it was very... so, I mean, so it's I... hard not to be when you look like him. <laughs> yeah, when you look and sound like him. But, but the thing is, yeah, is that like um, I, I haven't seen the video um, in all honesty, but all I've seen is the taglines <laughs> everywhere saying seductively builds PC. Like game yep. PC. And I'm like, I don't even need to watch it to know what it sounded like. And I'm like, I, you know, I just, I think, 
as much as I love him as Superman, right? Since he played the Witcher, nails mm-hmm. Garrett's like weird. I just picture that that little <laughs> that he does, yeah. And I'm like, he's so good, he's so good as yeah. the Witcher. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I might check out the video just for the sake of it now. But um, I would. It's five minutes, and yeah. literally, it, it kind of. I really appreciate things like this as well because he has so much um, prevalence in the media because sure. of his, you know, because of his uh, background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, he shows that anyone can kind of get into this because yeah. um, I mean, it like I said it took him probably about a day and a half from what the video because you kind of see day go into night and then back sure. into day um, and it shows that even though it took him quite a long time anyone can kind of delve into yeah. something like this yeah if, and it'd if, be really cool to see people get into building PCs and things yeah. like that if they've got 3,000 pounds spare so cool <laughs> yeah maybe not that much yeah. yeah he shows the extreme end of it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean he because I've read the articles obviously the reason he jumped on that Witcher was because sure. he, he played Witcher 3 through so many times. And he times. loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I remember it. seeing he actually contacted his manager to and asked, uh, yeah, yeah. To five ask times. Netflix yeah, yeah, he demanded, just to keep pestering them. If they were going to make it, yeah, then, then he would yeah. be... Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing, I don't know if you guys know, but I play a game called Total War Warhammer 2. Right. It's right. daddy of fantasy um, strategy <laughs> games. Right. It's amazing. Yeah. Let me guess, and there's a news it. article about how he spends a lot of his free time playing it. Wow. And I'm also jealous. Yeah, this because, is why he's so cool to us. Because <laughs> that, that free grand laptop could run it so smoothly. <laughs> my laptop, like slowly dying when I have like big battles. Yeah, he, he'd have an easy time running anything oh, at no. this point. Mad. But yeah, so moving on. Um, Project xCloud is the currently held title of Microsoft streaming service. And we've had a release date set for September this year. Further um, Star Wars. Yep. So, well, this is the thing. Is the console wars of, of the coming years actually even a console wars or is it just a, uh, a company war, essentially? Because mm. we, we, we're going to have the, this, uh, this time of streaming services and whether that will take off as, as well as buying consoles will, because yeah. the whole idea of a streaming service is you uh, stream the games on any device uh, to a remote console in a server farm so you don't need to purchase any console you, you just need good uh, wi-fi yeah exactly <laughs> and and that's the kind of question now is is the world going to kind of move towards the streaming service i think if we do it would be a long way off mm. but microsoft's already pushing it and they've announced they're going to throw in uh this whole project x cloud is going to be a part of uh, game pass ultimate that's so you're going to have exactly it's a huge move for them because they're going to have this huge library of games available uh, with the streaming service. And then the problem of having the service, but no games uh, or having uh, all these games and then deciding whether you should, you, you know, you'd actually want to to move towards a streaming service for like Xbox series X uh, is kind of no. Uh, Mm. And then you've got things like Google Stadia. Oh God, what a dumpster fire. (laughs) Well, right. this is the problem. It's, it's got, got no cons, is it? I mean, uh, yeah, no it's got pros. no pros. <laughs> it's exactly. It literally is. It's just fighting a losing battle at this point because you have to buy the games. Um, they do offer a pro service uh, yeah. where it's you basically get a few games for free per month. But if you ever cancel the service, you lose access to all of those games. So the problem with something like Stadia is um, accessibility. So mm. if I'm a, if I am a an Xbox owner have all my games on Xbox and then they announce Project X Cloud. Obviously I'm gonna to jump to that because I already have all my games. But mm. then you see something like Stadia that's like, 
come over here and buy all your games again and then stream yeah. them. <laughs> Nobody's going to want to do that. And the other problem no. is um, uh, connectivity. Uh, if all your friends are on Xbox or PlayStation, who's going to jump ship at this point? Because most yeah. are pre-established groups. Nobody's going to say, should we start a, a Stadia group and yeah. all jump on there and play Destiny 2? Let's play like that. Stadia. <laughs> like, exactly. So I, I just don't think it's ever going to take off for them unless they, no. they start throwing in stuff. incentives. Yeah, because the, right now... I mean, even Sony. Sony's had a streaming service for quite a few years, if I'm, uh, if I remember. Um, it's it's just like a not sleeper hit, pushed. isn't it? The old. Yeah, thing. yeah, it is. I think it's PS PS Now. I think it's called something like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's actually really good. I've used it before, but um, it it is a sleeper hit. It's um it's there, and I think they're going to start pushing it when Project X Cloud uh gets pushed. But Stadia's just in the middle, mm. and I don't think Google and it knows doesn't what really to do, do with anything good. Hmm. exactly it, it doesn't have any like, as you said any pros and it, i don't really know where they could push to make it something that's viable because sure. uh pc gamers are going to stay on pc because you know they found their their place and then xbox and ps5 aren't going to suddenly jump ship and join Go stadia for some yeah. reason no, for no especially reason, yeah. when they you get streaming services Through, on yeah, both consoles and exactly yeah. so it yeah project x cloud seems like currently it would uh for anybody looking at streaming for next gen would be the best uh, option, mm. especially if you're an Xbox owner. Yeah. Um, and then obviously if you're a PlayStation owner, PS now could be something, if it is PS now, I think it is, uh, I mean, could be something to look into, but I just, I don't see where Google Stadia lays. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure as well, they've said that pretty much all the Xbox exclusives are going to be included in game pass. Yeah. Yeah. So, I know, mean, currently they, they are. So, yeah. and they're like, talking about Halo infinite potentially being in yeah going straight on to so you also get this major value out of it yeah it's um it's quite impressive really i i think gaming pass um even on pc is something really impressive for the price they charge i think you can get it for like 4.99 on pc because it's technically in beta you get access to hundreds of titles you do and it's it's a great way to to kind of get into little indie games as well because uh, um Xbox has this huge push for idea Xbox for their indie titles. Yeah. And if you ever did think, Oh, maybe I, I want to try some indie games out. Mm. Like, you know, there's no there's some, games. There is some great, some there some mean, great ones yeah, on there that, as well. That's weird. Yeah, definitely. I got into, if you don't know if you've played it, Bradley, but you've played the banner saga. No, I have not. Oh. I, I, I keep seeing it on game pass and I keep, kind of skipping it's over a, it's, it's, there's it's three right. games as well yeah. so i and think that's work, a lot of investment <laughs> they work like mass effect where sure. your save oh, okay. file transfers over and literally oh, really i've cool. done it before where i've done two different playthroughs and so mm-hmm. much different stuff, stuff happens, has happened yeah. in each playthrough that it's right. so rewarding and like, the art style is beautiful it's just like you say they're indie hits that they've got going mm-hmm. on so yeah. good yeah there exactly is, there is a lot on game pass and i can say that i've definitely played some just like really stupid funny like indie games and i've actually found some a love for some of them to be fair um through the game pass um speaking of things that are stupid um i think the last thing bradley was going to talk about today um is definitely something what we need to discuss yeah, something is. very controversial uh, yeah controversial uh so valorant, valorant big new yeah. hit by riot is um it's relatively new. I'm sure a lot of people would have heard of it through things like Twitch mm. and all kind of, of Overwatch-y, the isn't controversy it? that started off with that. Um, so they've just released some new skins for the game. I believe they're called Elder Flame. And there's, yeah. there's four skins. And to be fair, they look amazing. They're, oh, they're they have, so cool. 
they have such a unique design for how a skin the could animations be in as well. FPS. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the animations, the way uh, the dragons actually are alive, essentially. And, and they, sure. they take your, uh, your ammo bank account. And, hold <laughs> and your bank account. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so looking into it, it's around £23 per skin. Um, for the and then so for the four skins, it would probably be come under uh, just about ninety pounds for all four skins. Yeah. Now, that's expensive as it is. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; I would never pay that. But then, if you buy those all, all four skins for just under ninety pounds, uh, you will actually get no animation with oh, them. You will just have the static skin, a lifeless dragon. And you must. <laughs> You must have uh, the either the time and the effort to grind through the battle pass after I spending believe. ninety-five pounds. Yeah. Exactly uh, to get a another Animation. in-game currency called Radiantite to then upgrade these animations. But if you're someone that doesn't have a lot of time and you won't be able to uh, grind for this Radiantite, and I'm pretty sure that you can't actually get all the required Radiantite if you were going to instantly buy all the animations as well it would bring the total cost of all four skins and the animations to £230, roughly. And then after you've done all that, you then actually have to go and find the dragons in the real world, slay them, Probably. bring them back, <laughs> drink their blood, <laughs> yeah, drink their blood, sacrifice to Satan, and then you're on your way. Um, so there's just a huge controversy around, obviously, the potential to spend £230 on four skins in-game. Now, it is a free-to-play buy. game. Exactly. Exactly. So this is a free to play game and we're saying they need to make money. But what happens? Not that much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's my exact point. And what happens, you know, a few, a, a few weeks, a month, depending on their development cycle, when they release another new skin? Are they uh, then expecting the people exactly to pay another 230 pound so i was actually talking uh, with some people earlier and sure. i came up with the idea of maybe this is their way yeah. of dealing with exclusivity right so basically if they price the skins uh say five pound something that a lot of people would go oh it's only five pound yeah yeah that. they look amazing everybody in game would have would, this skin. would do that yeah 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 exactly so this i limits. think maybe yeah, so maybe it's not actually for them because I see a lot of people seeing that price tag and just saying no. Yeah. Whereas if it was a low price tag, you'd have a lot of people just well, going, why not? Well, okay, well, apparently it's sold quite it's well. Though. Well, you know why, though? You say that about, um, obviously, I see what you're saying about cutting out everyone having the same skin, like when yeah. Fortnite releases a cheap skin that looks cool in the store and every single player on the map has it. But exactly. you've got to bear in mind some of the other than people with deep pockets, the people that are going to have that skin, primarily those animations are going to be streamers and YouTubers. Mm. And because they're yeah. to them, 230 quid is probably nothing, you know, yeah, and, and, they're, and, and they're, they're just going to go, okay, yeah, I'll just buy that. Cause that'll be cool. And I'll be one, probably the only person in then the match the with it. Kids are going to say, yeah. Oh, I want that. Well, Still I just feel sorry for like, cards. yeah, I just feel sorry for all the mums and dads who don't know about this at the minute. Because like, yeah. there's just like, all of a sudden they're going to go. Hang on a second. Why is two hundred and thirty pounds? It is quite, quite predatory. Account? Yeah, it like, is. Because little kids will literally steal their mum and dad's credit cards. They'll watch Ninja or whatever yeah. who's, who's bought it or yeah. whatnot, and then yeah. they go, "Oh, I want that." 
Yeah. And, and then, then, then yeah. that's it. But aside from that, before we move on, one thing I would say before is that all, much, all, all, all much that as much as that is awful um, for the price and everything, um, mm-hmm. Valorant as itself, I don't know how much you guys have played or if at all, but I actually really enjoy Valorant. Oh, really? I really enjoy it. I don't know if everyone does or if you've even, I don't know what you've played I've a bit. Yeah, I went through a phase where I was kind of like really into it. And yeah. then, I don't know, I, I kind of move on from those. No, yeah, five, no you don't really, yeah, those one life. Don't really I think I just get a bit yeah. tired of, of like waiting between well, rounds. Well, you can't, you can't 100% them, can you? <laughs> so, um, you no, can. that's you the point. Yeah. You can, right? you can clutch it, but win can... one game and that's 100%. Yeah, that's 100%. <laughs> for you. Yeah, no, I do enjoy it. I do think it's quite, quite a good game. Um, obviously, it's not, you know, like something completely new, but I, I quite like yeah. it. And yeah, but, it's a cool um, spin on it, though. It oh, is, yeah, especially. They, they've, they've taken Overwatch but tried their own thing, right? Basically, that's what I, it looks like. Yeah, sure. The last thing I'd say, though, before we move on, is that um, I found out about a game today, which I had no idea existed until today um and it just so happened i just stumbled upon it um there's a game i don't know if it's out now or if it's in beta phase but i saw a youtuber playing right. it um called rogue company right okay okay so hear me out it's a 5v5 game just like valorant mm-hmm. and everyone's saying it's taken from valorant like the way it looks and stuff but it's a third person shooter with skill with different rogue agents who have different okay. abilities so different I, I, skills I a buy phase shooters. and things like that so it's just one life same thing really planting a bomb defusing a bomb that sort of thing it's not not really any different but in third person which i watched a little bit of gameplay and i was like that's quite cool like because mm. it's not really done with those sort of games obviously you've got counter strike and yeah. valorant and stuff um having a third person one where these characters all have like their own like wacky personalities and they've all got their own skill tree, like not skill tree, but like abilities that yeah. you purchase with points that you earn and stuff like that. I was like, that's quite cool. And like, if, if one of you goes down, you can actually, if they're not eliminated, you can revive your teammates. So you could turn a one V five to a five V five again, you know, if you theoretically yeah. could revive each. That's always one. a cool mechanic. It is. And I just, things like that. obviously we won't talk about it too much now because that's all yeah. I really know, but, but just thought it was weird to mention. But but does it have ninety pounds? You know, for four skins? No, don't think so. But well, then, probably. Then it's failing uh, video game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, it, <laughs> if it does, then Go I'll, to I'll, I'll, oh, it's failing. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I don't know. They'll pump some microtransactions in there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> but that's anyway, all. That's all for me on that. Um. I yeah. I've got a, a couple more sort of. I'll start with um the movie news I've collected. Mm. And this is one that I love, and it actually had me in stitches when I was reading it. Fast and Furious in space. <laughs> <laughs> so, so ludicrous. Um, of this is Fast ludicrous. Fu- yeah. yeah, this is ludicrous. He, That's what it's called. Fast and Furious in space. This he is the the writers have been looking at pushing the setting into space because obviously, right. if you can drive a car, yeah, it's not mm-hmm. too hard to get in a spaceship. Space yeah, and drive not... a spaceship. Right, it's the same thing. They've got. <laughs> Gears, They've got clutch, I'm got sure. Clutch. Yeah. You know, it's um, exactly... to, be honest, to be honest, is there anything that Dominic Toretto can't do? <laughs> really, nope. He's gone he from called... stealing right, well, in Fast DVDs. The Fur- uh, Fast and Furious 9 or 10 or whatever, 9, the one that's not even out yet, it's got John Cena in it as the bad guy who plays Dom's brother, right? Special Forces brother yes. that we never knew about. Yeah, the, yeah right, who can do everything from <laughs> more, right? In of the course. trailer, which is all we've got so far, in the trailer, yeah. I am not joking, he catches a car with his bare hands. He catches a car. <laughs> Sorry? Like, so, uh, so it's got to the point oh. for me where this is so ridiculous, but I love it. Like, no, you can't I help it. It's right. so stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. It's and it's so ridiculous. And you watch, if you watch it and you turn your brain on, you're going to hate every second. But if you turn your brain off, you become a little potato, 
and you just watch what's going on on the screen. You probably have a great time. You probably have a great time. I'm so excited for him to go to space. Yeah. Because of how ludicrous it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I would watch that film just to sit there in in marvel at it. Like literally. We we might get a lot of hate for this, but but I, I I generally just like how ridiculous they are. They'll like they'll. I just imagine all the have crazy. You, have stunts you watched any of the recent ones, Bradley? When they've gone off the. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen some of the the more recent ones. I'm not sure which one. I think I uh, have seen the one where Dom is uh, not a good guy. <laughs> where he fights a submarine. Mm. Yes, I don't know which one that is. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember that one. Um, I um, I would say one thing though before, because obviously there's not a lot to talk about with that one. But I would say one thing: um, the uh, the most recent release of Fast and Furious franchise, which was the spin-off Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, I haven't seen I, it. I actually did enjoy that. Um, it, don't be wrong. There's some bits in there that are as ludicrous as the other ones are. Mm. But mm-hmm. as a separate film in the Fast and Furious universe, I mean, Jason Statham, Dwayne Johnson, mm. and Idris Elba is the bad guy. It's, it's it's actually pretty good and as and it's more of an action film and obviously fast and furious has gone so far from where it it's used to like be because it used to spy yeah because it used to be it? well idris what elba's the, bad guy yeah. in this um he's got Black like Superman, an ex he's got it? an exoskeleton yeah and he basically basically makes a joke oh. but yeah he's got like um enhancement so he's basically superhuman right. um so it kind of makes some of the stuff that happens in the film a bit more re- like a little bit more believable because he's not supposed yeah. to just be a guy um but it's a good cast and it's actually a pretty decent film to be fair as well. Um, but but oh, yeah, okay. away from Fast and Furious uh, yeah, in space. Getting back on topic. <laughs> yeah. I've got one more bit of movie news, which is something that's really actually interested me. Is Have you guys heard anything about The Devil All the Time? It's the name no, of the film. I've heard only, never heard only the briefest information about this film that's coming out um, and the cast briefly. Yeah, so it's a really bizarre one. It's, it's not a film that I go out of my way to watch, but because it's right. coming out on Netflix, so I pay for it already, I'm more than happy to give it a go. But it sounds really weird because it's, it's a fit, fit, uh, psychological uh, thriller. Psycholo- yeah, <laughs> physiological <laughs> Anyway. I got it. Affects right. your body. I got your back. It makes um, yeah, you just your control. whole mind just goes. In the makes bit, you yeah. tremble. Um, Number it's eight. <laughs> it's it follows uh, an ensemble cast, um, right. and it says of, of bizarre and compelling characters from the time span of the end of World War Two through to the nineteen sixties. Um, and some of the cast members you've got Tom Holland, Sebastian Stan, Robert Pattinson, Bill Skarsgård from It. The guy who yeah, literally plays mm-hmm. the clown, yeah, yeah. Um, Jason Clark, and literally the list you could goes, goes on, on, and on. on and on and on. Yeah, and right. there's just so many actors attached, and I've got li- literally it doesn't really tell you much about it. It just follows a load of different actors, and in assuming I, I assume what is probably their own storylines yeah, sure. that converge at some point, right? Mm. But I just find the idea because it's got great cast. Yeah, it's got a really interesting premise yeah from world, like war the world war ii the 60s. to the 60s yeah that i just i'm really quite excited the psychological thing always as you know interests me anyway so the fact that it's got mm. a good cast a psychological twit like kind of play and also the time period of the film i think yeah. that's a really exciting mm. premise like it's that's cool, got a lot that? of promise that film um and i'll definitely give it a but yeah uh, so if anyone's interested that comes out on netflix in september sometime it's not even far away is okay it? no no um, watch that as well <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it if we watch it yeah 
Um, but yeah, so we're moving on to my last bit of news. Um, Amazon's New Worlds uh, has actually been delayed. So do you guys know about Amazon's New World? No. no? Uh, yes. Uh, Bradley does, I think. But yeah, so it's, uh, <laughs> they, they did actually a, a really cool cinematic trailer when it was announced. And it was kind of like um, Conquistador Knights. And it was kind of like they found America, but it's not America. But there's like this sickness fight. You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of your, your stereotypical sort of fantasy. Sure. MMO type thing, but it had yeah. a really cool aesthetic yeah. with this sort of conquistador kind of vibe going on. You're saying a lot of really cool words. Um, conquistadors, yeah, the, the, the guys who killed all the Aztecs. Yeah, I just like all the words you're saying at the minute. They're but, all great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Say conquistador yeah, one more time. <laughs> I mean, it, it's been delayed, uh, and it was a game that I thought was quite interesting because I quite like MMOs. You are meant mm-hmm. to take over like parts of the island and build castles and, and build right. it up with your mates. Um, but, you know, it, it's another one of Amazon's titles. Mm. Obviously, we know recently Crucible, another yeah. one of Amazon's titles, literally died, yep. literally came out, was a belly flop. And they've, they've actually put it back into beta yeah. and they've taken it up. So you can't play it anymore. Right. And they're working on it again. Um, so, you know, it doesn't look great for Amazon. No, these are the two games. They're big, these, you know, ones they wanted out there. Sure. One's Mm -hmm. fallen on its face and the other has been pushed, you know, far back. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm just going to apologize for that really bad joke, by the way. You said crucible came out and flopped and I said crucified. Yeah. And then Um, I laughed to myself in my head and I realized how awful (laughs) that joke was. And I just thought, Wow, I hope Chris edits this out. Um, but anyway, no, we'll, we'll, leave, <laughs> we'll, in. we'll leave it in. But no, that that is, uh, yeah, I don't know how to. Yeah, that. I mean, we we were you like I know you knew nothing about it, Jack. Sure. But was you excited for it, Bradley? Because I, um, I mean, I'm not a massive MMO fan, um, but I, I was intrigued by it because they mm. they were looking to do like a few different things compared yeah. to like other MMOs. Because I think that's one of my problems is a lot They're of so MMOs sane, just feel copy pasted. Yeah, and they are just I can never get into them. They just it just feel too, uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like you, you actually do anything. You're just kind of like yeah. n- mind-numbingly following <laughs> quest to quest. It literally could say anything and you just do it and you get the XP and you get the yeah. loot. And it, I don't know. But they, they look like they were adding a, a few cool yeah. gameplay mechanics. But and I, I don't know. I think it's bad. I, for I think Amazon. delays are always good, though. Yeah. Yes. It means that they're willing to invest in it, and yeah. they're just taking time to, to figure <laughs> I, I out think, what works I think for it. <laughs> it will be a better game for the delay, but for Amazon, yeah. like for the fact they yeah, wanted avoiding. Crucible yeah, and they yeah. wanted this out, um, and you know, then their new sort of publishers that they're trying to yeah. to get. Well, I mean, let's out. be honest. Amazon aren't gonna struggle <laughs> from these two no, things. No, But I think gamers like reputation means a lot in the gaming world mm-hmm. i think i think a lot of which is why i think they're doing this you know putting the yeah, other putting the crucible reputation. back into beta you know saying we're going to work on this we know this isn't great right now yeah and then uh delaying this i think these are the right choice i think but, they're doing everything right so i far. mean like yeah. you, like you say um delays are always good unless it's for start, uh, cyberpunk because as we discussed last week so <laughs> that, those delays so are just starting to get on everyone's nerves yeah um It'll anyway become like a half-life meme um so i have quickly <laughs> Just before we go on to our solo reviews, um, I have two things to say, um, and I'm going to do the quick one first or the quicker one first. Um, so something interesting following on from episode one, actually, um, Bradley, you'd like to hear this. Um, I actually picked up your review um, and I started playing 
near automa automata or how do you say it how do you say it near automata i'm very glad right so i've started playing it um yes near automata i have played okay possibly i would say i've played two hours maybe uh maybe I've t- i haven't played a lot but Can i played you tell it's a japanese game okay I mean, that's it's good. japanese from the very first <laughs> second which is not bad uh, <laughs> starts um it's very japanese <laughs> but um do you know what i understand your review so much more after starting it um i understand exactly yep. what you mean about genre it doesn't fit one um because it changes it is so, so much. strange isn't it yeah um but um I'll be completely honest, it's not my sort of game in the sense of um, I can't sit and read the dialogue script between, uh, you know, mission chatting and things like that. And I think because I'm right. overly interested in what's like, not because it, because I don't really know what to expect and what's going on. I find myself just kind of skipping through the dialogue and kind of just figuring out what I'm doing on the You're way. You're one of those. Yeah, I don't usually, okay. but, but in this, just because I <laughs> don't said really know such... where. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those. No, but, but, but anyway, but what I would say is that yep. I find the gameplay itself really satisfying. Um, I said, yeah, they do such good jobs with their hack and because slash. Because it's, yeah, the hack and slash, it is so, so, it's almost mind numbing that it's just like you just hack and slash your way through and you follow a map and you're like, I don't even know what's happening in the story. Um, and I'm like, this is pretty fun. Like, and if I was sitting there and I really didn't always play, I would put it on as just a, I can probably just wing my way through this. Um, but yeah, but, go and but, slap a few things. Go slap a few <laughs> things with a sword and stuff. But anyway, I am actually really enjoying it. And I just thought, like, I, like I said, I wouldn't like, say it's like, you know, the most enticing thing, but I thought I'd give it a go. And I would pres- recommend listeners. Yeah, I would recommend, I'd recommend everyone just at least give it a go because even if it's not your thing at all, I mean, that sort of game, I would never have appealed to me if Bradley hadn't spoken mm. about it. But yeah, I actually did. While we're talking about swords, <laughs> um, and please cut me off. Um, He's going to drown on for hours. Recent bro. release, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I bought the deluxe edition um, pre-order. This is a brief impression. Brief, 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 very brief impression. Right, we'll get a full review eventually. Yeah, yeah a full review eventually. Anyway, One day, I have probably played ten hours so far. I have only done the first few story missions, and the rest of my time has been spent exploring the map, doing side missions, and collecting collectibles and unlocking all the little secrets and things and that. And I still haven't even done. I would say a third of the map maybe as probably the map is a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, but game itself, a lot of hype for it. Um, brilliant gameplay mechanics, brilliant graphics, beautiful, stunning. Um, it's the way I would try and summarize the game. It takes all the best things from games like the old Assassin's Creed mixed with the Lord of the Rings, like shadow of war, shadow of Mordor mixed with that and slight kind of reference to although the fighting system isn't like it the stance system is a bit like um for honor yeah a little bit like for honor um, and obviously samurai is one of my favorite themes and settings ever so mm-hmm. it, that did appeal to me a lot more but the game is just a, a masterpiece like mm-hmm. it's beautiful and the the i was saying to chris earlier the combat never feels boring like it just feels so cinematic there's very pretty much no hud like there's nothing on your screen m- most of the gameplay so you feel like you're in like a samurai movie and that's kind of the i thing love I games like to that, go for. Yeah, i always try and remove so, it's so well it's so immersive for a lot of games. It, it, like, it, like chris mm. said it is beautiful game as well and, and and we spoke about this i think 
one of the reviews I saw yeah. said it's the Assassin's Creed game I've always wanted. Yes, yeah. So I, <laughs> there was a lot of talk. That's about sad. Samurai yeah. Assassin's Creed, though, wasn't there at mm. one point? And this is exactly that. This game has so much to offer, like really quirky little features, like real like little tags to the samurai, like you know the code and all that sort of thing. I really, mm-hmm. even though I've done a limited amount side missions for the, for, I've said to you, Bradley. It's the first game I've played that makes me want to be a completionist. It makes me want to do everything because the Mm -hmm. side missions aren't boring. They're not repetitive. They don't feel like a copy of another. They've all got their own little storylines. Like each side mission has its own little character's story that develops over the side missions. Um, And the overall story is so compelling as well. It's like, um, so it's the Mongol invasion, um, but with a bit of a twist, the samurais lose, you know, they get overthrown. um, And it's kind of about how your character struggles with the breaking of his code. So he's been taught this code of honor, this samurai way. Um, and he knows that because he's outnumbered, because they've overthrown his lands and he's trying to save his people, he has to do the dishonorable, stealthy, mm. you know, deceiving, conniving, injury stuff, stuff, which goes against everything that samurais are, yeah, Yeah. you know, dishonorable killing, you know, they do the the epic standoffs, which is an option and the fighting is very honorable, but you can also play as that, the ghost. And there's, there's some really cool little mechanics, like the more of a ghost you play as, the more you terrify the mongrels and they actually can mongrels (laughs) (laughs) and uh they uh, they are they were (laughs) mongrels Mongrels, yeah no but the more you play as the ghost the more you can actually terrify them into fleeing instead of fighting right like the brutalized mechanic in shadow shadow war War, which is which is awesome but yeah i'll keep it i'll leave it at that we're gonna gonna wrap up yeah final thoughts yeah final (laughs) final thoughts incredible game anyone who can play it go and get it um, and you will not be disappointed. That's where I'll leave it for now. Um, but yeah, so moving on to reviews, actual reviews. Um, Bradley, you have got an interesting game to talk about today. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a different one. Again, not super recent. I believe it was 2017 again. Mm. Um, but it's actually a walking simulator this time. <laughs> now, I don't know whether you're familiar with walking simulators. Apart but, from the one, famous Japanese one where you're the delivery man. I don't even know what that is. You're Norman Reedus, the delivery man. Oh, oh Death Stranding. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, the yeah, I forget that that's technically a walk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so walking simulators, are, they're very story focused. They're, they're very atmospheric. Um, but what remains of Edith Finch uh, is it's a strange game. It's uh, set all in one huge house, essentially. It's yeah. um, but it's a house that has been added to over time. In a way, right. uh, you can tell that. Oh, at the top of the house, they've kind of, uh, as their family have grown, they've added uh, more like floors and floors. layers. Yeah, yeah. Which is a really cool little idea. Obviously, it's it's, it's not a wacky, super isn't it? A bit of a wacky looking house. Is it a bit weird? Yeah, it's, like, yeah, yeah. It's is really this weird looking. Horror aspects to it, Bradley. Or like, um, uh, so. I wouldn't say horror. Uh, there is some some eerie bits, but there's never really anything horrific. Mm. Uh, but you play as Edith, and she's she goes through the house, and um, each member of the family—it's not a spoiler—each member of the family has died in some way, and right. you spend the whole game finding uh, each person's story. Uh, and to be honest, it's a really cool little concept because the way the family have worked is like I said, they, they've been adding to this house as their family have grown. And the reason they've needed to do that is because 
every time a family member dies, they seal their rooms off. Okay. So they preserve their room perfectly from when they were alive, which I thought was a really kind of weird but cute concept to kind of preserve <laughs> someone's memory like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, preserve how they but, were, yeah. Exactly. But it does also feel quite invasive when you're playing as Edith and you're going into these rooms, even though they were meant to be sealed off and you're sealed kind of away, looking yeah. around. Um, but no, honestly, each each story feels so unique and, and you, you can't imagine that each one introduces something new. Mm. Right. So uh, one of them uh, has a comic book style. So you, you read oh, wow. a, a comic That's book cool. and you, it basically tells the story through a comic book. And so um, the art style changes. Yeah, exactly. And the art style completely changes. You're in a comic book and um, it's, it's just things like that. And I don't want to say too much because no, it's really sure. good to it's, kind it's of, one of them story just go games, in yeah. and just and sit. Not and, what to expect. And it's definitely like a, a one sitting thing, which is, is probably um, probably my biggest con of the, uh, of the, of the game sure. is that it probably only takes about two hours to complete which I'm fine with. I, I really don't mind short games. I'm happy to just sit down for a few hours and just, just play yeah, through an entire it. story. The only problem is, is that um, they price it normally at around fourteen ninety nine. Oh my God. Yeah. So I think that's a lot for say two hours. Less, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you could probably, if you were trying to rush that, you could probably do it in like an hour, an hour and a half. Say for you personally though, you'd pay that or even for you is that no, a so, bit? Yeah. So even for me, the reason I've waited so long is kind of um, always had other games to play or never really found the right price at the right time. Sure. So I picked it up recently during the, the summer sale in Ste- on Steam. Um, I actually bought another game uh, for 25 and they were doing, uh, if you spend 30 you get five off so i essentially uh got it for free because i think i paid yeah. six so i, I paid wow. about a pound for it because i was getting the other game anyway sure mm. so i thought so i'd finally found the right time yeah. to, to pick it up um if it wasn't priced at that i would go and recommend it to everyone yeah. because it's mm. it's such a good little story to get involved into and and you kind of i don't know you come away from it feeling kind of like you've learned so much about this family and they, they, cool. it feels real because of real. how Probably. much you've learned about each individual member and the way they yeah. do it in that way of, of learning member by member. Sure. It's such a nice little uh, kind of way of storytelling. Mm. Um, I think I, so you recommend yeah. sort of, it's a great game, but maybe wait for a sale. Wait for, wait for it to be available at a cheaper price. Yeah, I just think no matter what, I think a few hours yeah for 15 pound is quite, quite steep uh, yeah. yeah so uh, but i, I think, think overall it was a it was yeah. a great little game to be honest mm. a little hidden gem yeah i think i've so i've actually considered it a couple of times but again i didn't really want to pay that much for it um i knew nothing mm. about it i thought it looked like it had a bit of an eerie like which obviously is what attracted me in the instance and all i wanted to know was what remains of edith finch like you know that was like i was like oh i like, the, great title, I like the title and i'm like what do i you know i want to know what this is about yeah. um but right but by the sounds of it as well from i mean the way you've described it, it does sound very interesting it's just like a game i'd like but from what i've just heard chris it sounds like a game for you it's a teller it's a teller mm. story like definitely know, I, I would definitely i think chris you'd love these kind of yeah. little stories yeah. I mean, and, uh, and learning about each person i'd probably wait like you say i wait for, for a sale, sale yeah but uh, yeah. i'll put it i'll put it on my wish list on steam yeah yeah definitely because on... that's what i'd recommend is just coming it's been out for three years already i think so mm. it's you know and it's not well, a game that needs to be rushed i don't no. think you're gonna f- accidentally spoil 
some of the things but that but that's the, the thing is even if you spoiled one of the the stories you've got so many more to delve into and you exactly can, yeah you learn more and more because because the whole premise is that the people are dying due to a curse right and okay. so you kind of you you kind of find out like is it a curse it's is like it a mystery what's, mis- what's happening yeah sure so it's, yeah it's delve into the, the the why and the how yeah, and to be honest, if you do play it, you'll probably come away still asking a few questions. But I kind of like sometimes that. I like that. Yeah, I mean, as long as I'm not tearing my hair out about it and like, right, <laughs> exactly sending death threats to the the writers asking them why they did that to me. <laughs> um, otherwise, I don't mind. So um, as long as there's no golf clubs involved. Yeah, right? as long as yeah, yeah, basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, that does sound interesting. I think I would would like to probably give that a go at some point or another. Um, mm-hmm. I'm. I don't You've even got know. a film review. I've got a film review. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very different. Which, which, which is standing out for me um, as it's usually Chris's niche for um, film reviews and things like that. But um, Bradley, I'm not even going to ask you if you've seen it because I know you haven't. Um, but um, <laughs> Netflix seen just I've seen released... the trailer for it when Net... I scroll past it. <laughs> oh, the, the little <laughs> preview. You even watched yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> No sound um, on. Yeah. Um, no. So the old guard um, Netflix movie, um, Netflix original, um, just released uh, in the last sort of week or two, I think. Um, and I put it in my watch list before it came out, um, and uh, I watched it. I think a couple of days after it did come out. Mm. Um, the film is um, the the, the storyline is not really overly complicated. They, but but cool. To be fair, they are um, mercenaries basically. Um, they have been around for decades, the same group. Um, they died at some point in history. And when they died, they came back to life. And they're yeah. now immortal. Highlander type thing. So they're immortal, yeah. And what, what happens is that they've been, throughout the centuries, they've been these like private assassins that have been doing the dirty work behind the scenes, basically, and mm-hmm. keeping things in order. Um, the... The, the way it kind of works is like they can die again. So, okay. so they're not just immortal. They're not Deadpool. You know, they don't sponge bullets and then regenerate. Like what happens is that if they were to be shot in the head once, mm-hmm. they would die there and then. But they they're would like be dead on the floor. Right? And then they just, after a minute or so, the bullet will come out of their skin slowly and they will then just pick themselves back up. Mm-hmm. So, that, so they still feel pain. They're not like these unstoppable monsters, you know, they, they still take damage, they hurt, you know, they feel things, but there's like some really cool little things in it. Like the more times they've died, the quicker they regenerate. So their bodies become used to it pretty much. Right now, like they are like, when I say centuries and centuries old, like they have been around since like, I'm not even going to say because the movie sort of flashes back and forth. Yeah. So basically it doesn't flash back too often, but they talk about, where they each came from so yeah. when they each came about when they first realized they were immortal um and when they first died um and their experiences but the, the group is surrounded by um one group of uh, and there's a leader who's been around for the longest charlie ferron right yeah and basically charlie's charlie something like that yeah but charlie's, basically yeah. um so basically um they go through and they're this group and they're doing all these things and whatever and they find out because they all they all are connected so someone dies um uh, this young girl who's in the military and she dies and okay. she, she then wakes back up and they all dream about it. So they, cause they're all connected in some oh, way. Okay. So they know there's another one somewhere in the world and they go find, her. so they go find her. Right. And they bring her into the team. She doesn't want to be part of it. You know, she's typically, she's scared. She doesn't know what's happened. She just knows she died in the military and then she woke up alive and she was okay. Um, and 
it it follows this story of um like I say, the story's not like overly like, wow, never been done before or anything, <laughs> but the, some scientists, they want their DNA to try and replicate it so that everyone can be immortal. Right. Got you. So they start trying to hunt them down and not kill them. Cause they know they can't, but they want to capture them and they want to test them and study on them, you know, and they want Sounds to make like that would be kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's what it's about. And there's not really much more to it, but the action in it is brilliant. It's violent. It's a 15 rating. Is it but comic booky? No, it's like, gritty? I would say it's, yeah, it's gritty. But what's really cool is like, they're these like, they're living in like the modern day. Yeah. Mm. They've got guns and they're pretty skilled with them too. And obviously they've been like mercenaries for hire for a long time, pretty much all these killers, but they each still carry an old school sword or From like, like a, their past yeah, life. Yeah. So like uh, most of them have swords, but um, the leader, she carries like a battle axe. And it's like, not like your stereotypical battle axe either. It's like a, it's like a modified one, basically. It's, it's lighter right. and smaller and whatever. But either way, um, some of the fight scenes are just amazing. And like, even though you kind of go into it not really expecting loads from it, like the story or anything, I wouldn't say, oh my God, this is like a five out of five film where there's like an amazing story, all this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Such an enjoyable watch. Like from start to finish, you're just like, I was trying to watch it while... Um, partly doing something else and i just couldn't take my eyes off the screen i was just like and there was a bit i missed and i had to wind it back just to watch it again because like there's bits where like they take on like massive waves of soldiers and stuff and like they just brutalize these people and like they're just un- they are practically unstoppable because like they'll get shot and stuff and like yeah, yeah they feel it but they know that they're going to be okay does that not reduce some of the tension well because you know they're well, always going to be fine. No, but this is what I was about to say. So that's the really interesting thing. That's the only thing I would say is really interesting about the storyline is that they, they basically say that although they're immortal, they're never going to be immortal forever. And they basically find out that they're at any given point, that can be their last time. Oh, okay. So, so it doesn't so, necessarily mean yeah, they're going to come back every time. Every time. And they don't know really That's quite when. Cool. They lose, they can at any point in history, just, they can lose, lose they, they lose the immunity. So what will happen is when they oh. next get cut or shot, they won't regenerate. Oh. And oh, then, God. and after that, they'll and know that they're Russian dying. it's just Russian roulette. It's, You'll they, come yeah, back they don't, they don't feel it. Yeah. And then if they know that they're not regenerating, they know they're losing the immunity. And if they know they're losing it, they then become, well, scared to be hit again yeah, because yeah. they know that they'll, <laughs> and if that, and if they, they, they know that if they die, the odds are, if they've not regenerating, they're probably not coming back. Yeah. So then yeah. it adds this like really interesting That's thing cool. throughout. Yeah. Because, and I quite liked that because I was like, if they were all just immortal, you wouldn't, yeah, the film would just no be point, pointless, wouldn't it? it? <laughs> like, you know, they're never going to stop them, are they? So, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's good. And it's, it's um, for me to review a film, obviously it had to stand out for me because, you know, like I like films, but, but if I could have done a game review, obviously I would done that. So, so another little Netflixy little sort ne- of gem. Ne- I think Netflix has a lot of gems, you know, like a lot of Netflix originals and things like that. But, um, but yeah, that's definitely one to check out. And I'm going to say it again, Bradley, add it to the list of things you need to watch. It'll be on the list. <laughs> It'll be a long list. Yeah, it's a long, yeah. long list. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would leave it at that, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And Chris, you are doing a game yeah, with you. So I've got one that might be quite controversial. <laughs> um, so I'm talking about hmm. Anthem today. Oh, uh, and I believe um, it was 2018. I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head, but it's a game that I completely avoided because I've been a Bioware fanboy before even I knew what Bioware was. The first Bioware game I played was Star Wars um, Knights of the Old Republic. Brilliant game. 
which you know back then when I was a kid I don't I'd never even read who was the developer and then years later I go on to play the first Mass Effect mm. and um that's where, that's I sort I of and uh, <laughs> you know I fall in love with that and the first Dragon Age as well I think I got them around the same sort of time yeah um and then you know going back I realized these guys made Knights of the Old Republic as well and for me old bioware were definitive rpg like if you loved rpgs yeah these mm-hmm. were the guys right for me yeah so anthem was an interesting one in that they tried something different um they went away from their there's rpg elements in there sure. but they went away from their roots and went sort of down the looter shooter sort of destiny angle and mm-hmm. it just i i I, I really enjoyed Anthem for what it was, but I think the potential there for a was, great RPG yeah, was destroyed. He's so yeah. squandered. Yeah. Like if they'd done it the way they'd done sort of the first Mass Effect, right. but yeah. used all of Anthem's mechanics, yeah. the flight, the gunplay. I remember when Anthem was announced um, and I actually, Bradley, I messaged you, I'm pretty sure when yeah. the first ever trailer for Anthem came out and it was a long time back. And I remember <laughs> saying, this could be the coolest game ever like mm-hmm. you know with the way we it, both thought it would the flying you know the, the, the you know these suits like you know um customization mm. oh, it made me tremble <laughs> loot. Um, yeah loot things to pick up <laughs> um, but yeah i know i agree so, um, so so i generally i bought this in sale i think i got the ultimate edition for like 15 quid and okay. i would recommend to anyone buy this game when it's in the sale yeah because for 15 quid it is so worth it. The flight is amazing. The gun combat is amazing. The story is a bit shit. Yeah. But the thing that's so <laughs> annoying for me is, oh, I swore. Oh, oh well. Um, you got to be honest. He was, he was passionate about that. Um, uh, yeah. The, the story, the, the problem with the story is the thing I think they did so well in Mass Effect, and I don't know if you agree with this, Bradley, but I found that I never had, that I always read the codex in Mass Effect but I never felt that I had to, to understand stuff. It oh, was like, I didn't read it. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. No. So I read it because... No, I, I just went through the, the normal story. You felt like you I understood I was too young back then. Right? Oh yeah, definitely. Well, oh no, I wouldn't say everything. It's a huge universe. But, but I, but I followed Shepard's story, yeah. Yeah, which is the big problem for me in Anthem is if you read the Codex, it, it is quite interesting and they've made it, it's very Avatar-esque with this sort of crazy world and there's these like um, storms of creation type things, that are these unstable mm-hmm. uh, like vortexes that, that spawn out animals and change the surface. Like there's some really cool ideas going on there, but none of it is communicated very well through the no. story. I remember right. you saying to me, you actually did say to me when you were talking about it to me before, you said it's like, if you read the, the you know all the information and in that the game actually does become a bit more enjoyable mm. like story wise but without it you pretty much are just you all you hear I, mean, you, I remember you laughing about it and saying to me that in the cutscenes and that you just hear a load of made up words yeah. that don't really make any it's sense like, and... oh the anthem of creation <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, what the what, what is that what is <laughs> that um, and and there's so much times where they just say words and it's like some nerdy little writing teams thought oh that sounds cool just say that and yeah. it's like but there's no context yeah, there's no, there's no like in Mass Effect, they 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 use different words, they use made up alien languages, but there was mm-hmm. always this element of context or 
like I remember like when a Krogan would yell at you in their language and then if you had Rex with you he'd be like yeah don't say that buddy like we're gonna mess you up or Liara would go oh he's definitely angry and like stuff. <laughs> there was always like um not exposition but like just progression as you played the game sure. the world yeah. was set at the world building in Bioware games is usually amazing so for Bioware to make a game with awful world building <laughs> It's just surprising. It, it boggles my mind. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. And I know they were trying something different and it had a really rocky development. Mm. Um, but honestly, I, I think from a gameplay perspective, it's awesomely it, fun. Yeah. It's probably the closest thing we'll get so far to an Iron Man simulator. Yeah. Because the flight yeah. is just, it, it's, it's, it's so good. It does look good. Um, yeah. And you can play it for hours. There's so much content there. It's just not very compelling like, no. story-wise. So literally all yeah, I'd say is, is if, it's in a sale, if you can pick it. it up on the sale, grab it. pick it up, you'll probably have a great time. Yeah. But if you compare it to old Bioware entries, you will be left a little disappointed because it yeah. could have been a great, great RPG, yeah. I think. Sure. Hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I've seen bits and pieces on it and yeah, it, it does look, you know, like it fun and everything. And I've, I've had a quick go um, on yours, Chris, of just the, the flight and everything. And that was pretty cool. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I've never really been all that mass effect and Bioware has never really been a major one for me, but that's just not sort of my style, Sacrilege. but I can appreciate how good <laughs> mass effect is though. No, but like, you know, mass effect three and things like that. And like, I've seen enough and watched enough and actually been here and seen you play enough of mass effect to know how good those games are. Mm. Um, so in comparison, I can see what you mean. Um, but yeah, so uh, moving on to our golden oldie, um, we obviously covered Portal mm, um, last week, which was fun. We all enjoy talking about that, right? So we decided mm-hmm. that for our this week's golden oldie, we would close the se- this uh, this off with um, the sequel, Portal Two. So we all uh, went back and played Portal Two, didn't we? Played it, um, <laughs> and we want to have a quick chat about it. Um, I think Bradley, you should probably start. Um, I've seen your name pop up a couple of times in the last weeks or so saying you're playing Portal 2. A so. couple? I must have done it twice. Yeah, that's a couple. <laughs> that is a couple, yeah. True, uh, but, true. But go, on, but go on, tell us what you thought first. Uh, yeah, so I played it to start to finish again. Um, probably like the fourth time or so. I've played Portal oh, 2 and a lot more than, uh, than Portal 1. But the thing is... Than you, yeah. It's a it's a much bigger game as well than Portal mm. One, so like I it's a lot easier visu- to visual sort of upgrade was yeah, yeah, uh, the much, first thing yeah. that hit me. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's much bigger, and it was a, It's the reason I think I keep going back to that one is not only do I think it's a way better game overall, I it's also easier to forget all the the mm. puzzles because <laughs> yeah. it is such a uh, a bigger game. But um, yeah, I think Portal Two was the perfect evolution for um for portal it added yeah. so many new unique mechanics that mm. i can't say i've seen in many other games no um from all the gels to the uh the like beam of lights the one yeah like, the, the little like, hard light yeah it just it just gets you thinking in so many more ways ways yeah um, or makes the original you hit your head on the yeah. desk yeah in so many yeah ways. exactly but i i think as well the the star of the show or the yeah, stars I know what you're say. is Stephen Merchant as Wheatley. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. He is fantastic. He brings yeah, he so much whoever came up with that, to that Who, little ball. I was going to say whoever decided to put him who in charge of that ball. <laughs> that was just, it, 
Best bravo. Yeah, bravo. <laughs> we we, we, uh, we can all agree straight away that Stephen Merchant's performance important Even too. Even just the start where he starts talking to you and you, you have to go to the pod. door. Yeah, yeah. And it, no, I no, love no. the beginning right. bit yeah, when he when asks he says, if you're if you, okay. Yeah, He's and like, you can't he tells if you understand. He's talking about if you've got brain damage. Yeah, and he says press so space bar to speak and you jump. He goes, nope, that's jumping. And then he goes, we'll try that again. If you're if you're okay, say Apple. And then he says press space to say Apple and you jump again. And he's like, right, you might have slight brain damage, um, but that's okay. No, he, he is, yeah, agreed. He is brilliant. He and is fantastic. The humor we the, talked about in the first one, didn't we? Um, but it's yep. so more, more amplified, isn't it? Yeah, he, yeah he, he brings so much to the table. He, like, GLaDOS has a lot and she's still in the game. Um, yeah, and she is still well. funny. She's, she's still brilliant in it. Um, I think she's I, I think they have such a good chemistry as well. They do. Yeah. No rub off Between other. her just constantly calling him a moron and him falling for it every time. Yeah. <laughs> but and then it's the other her hellbent like, you know, path to destroy you as well oh, in the initial she when she finds yeah, you are. for like three constantly. Yeah. She says about how you have no friends at one point, doesn't she? She goes, I'm just kidding. You have no friends. And so, <laughs> it's just brilliant. I think one of my favorite lines is she says something, I'm sorry about the mess, yeah. but it was hard to tidy up yeah, being you, dead. Yeah, after you, yeah. <laughs> She's so passive aggressive. Yeah, I know, thing. it's brilliant. Um, yeah, no. So the one... Oh, can we, one thing though. Can we talk about the slow clap? Oh, my slow clap still works. <laughs> Excellent. She's got a yeah. subroutine. <laughs> that really slow clapping, yeah. Um, and that's when you're falling, isn't it? Is that that bit? She, she does it a I couple know she of does, times. but the first time is when you're falling down the hole, isn't it? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. so, so um, the one thing me and Chris were talking about, Portal, um, just before this, actually, um, Bradley, and one thing we wanted to see what you, if you would say the same, would you agree that Portal 2, though, is definitely a lot more um complexing on your mind like you definitely the the puzzles especially later on become actually a bit challenging don't they like you know it's not like the first one where yeah it's because of the amount of things that you have to take into account before it was you have two portals and that's maybe a cube uh for a button or something or i think they had the the uh the laser with Mm. the balls yeah but apart from that (laughs) there's so many more things to take into account in two there is yeah I love it. I, I think, mm. I don't know. And it challenges me. The first one, I didn't really you stop. You could blitz through. I yeah. Of, I, yeah. I, I could play it again and blitz through it. Yeah. But, but Paul two. Whereas two, I would play again now and I'd probably still have to have think points where I'd yeah, have to yeah. think. Um, yeah. There's still some, I, I think it's so much more open as well. Cause mm. there's still some puzzles that I've solved and I've thought, I'm pretty sure that's not the way they intended it, but I did it that I've managed to sure. pull, it, pull it off that way. Off. Yeah. I think Wheatley says that at one point, doesn't he? He says, he says, um, you're doing it wrong. And then he goes, oh no, you can do it that way as well. Yeah. He literally says yeah. this. And, and I think it, it literally is speaking true to, to the game. I think there is like, like some uh, puzzles at least, because obviously some have one way and that's it. But I think yeah. some have multiple ways. And, and that's what I like a lot about too as well, is the fact that we're not just going through test chambers. It's you're not just not, test no. chamber, test chamber. Test chamber, it, chamber. There's, we're there's going through a lot too. of different environments. Yeah. And I really like the big open underground environment ground environment really derelict yeah. You, yeah did you like yeah. the inclusion of cave johnson so that was the other person i was going to say JK was a great simmons. addition yeah i i um i um didn't know it was jk simmons and i came into the game again this time having not played it in probably about well, i don't know five years um and and i actually said when i was playing it i went that 
is J.K. Simmons. Yeah, I, I had went, to Google he, it. <laughs> I went, that is J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> yeah. I went, he wants pictures of Spider-Man. I know it. Get me pictures and then of I Spider-Man. Googled it. <laughs> I Googled it and I was really happy to see it was yeah, him and not just someone doing an amazing impression. It was but, so cool. Um, yeah, I, I was really, because I, I just didn't expect to have Stephen Merchant and J.K. Simmons in, in the same game. It felt kind of really to have kind of surreal, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he was so good as Cave Johnson. It's just a great experience all round, isn't it? Really. Can I talk about one bit that made me really sad though? Is it spoiler or no? No, it's not really spoiler. It's just there's a there's a point. I mean, this is a golden oldie. So there's there's a point where you're you're going around the facility, and it's just a a line that Glados says to you, Um, and she goes. Uh, just a, she's destroying boxes willy nilly, and then oh, she yes. goes, just a kindly reminder or something like that. All oh, the boxes are sentient. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, I remember. They're that. all living. <laughs> yeah. But isn't it weird how you could actually care about the fact that it's a box and it, that it makes yeah, you? It made me regret killing the gun drones as well. <laughs> yeah. like, they're all living things. Yes. See, when you were saying they were they, they were creepy, creepy last yeah, time. No, they're not. I think they've, they've grown. They're not. No, they're cuter they're in this creepy. one. They are cute. Uh, have you have you seen the defective <laughs> ones in this? I, yeah. Oh, it's so brilliant. The ones. They're the so belt. good. Yeah. yeah. And they they're like, oh yeah, gonna do it this time. Yeah. I mean. You're talking about that the the lifts are so much cooler as well the what just the lifts you know when you progress into the next area yeah, yeah. that's one thing i thought I was we've like, peaked these lifts are great the lifts are great and that's the podcast yeah, it does look so a, and that's the podcast ladies and gentlemen we'll be back next the week lifts. about lifts um we're gonna have some elevator <laughs> no, music because the they were just giant square boxes <laughs> yeah and now they're, the like, yeah, and now they're like these cool glass like, yeah it, i mean like you say the graphic improvement is like, incredible isn't it's it? really yeah. good um but yeah, I mean, has anyone got any other point to mention about Paul? Paul yeah, the, the thing that I wanted to say is I have never played Half-Life. Oh, yes. But yeah. even for me, I read, I don't know if this is true, Bradley, you can probably tell me, but I read that this game, the like, they talk about this like apocalypse that's going on outside. And apparently that mm-hmm. is the Half-Life alien invasion. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently that yeah, you're right that these games are set in the same universe. Which so, even though I haven't played those games, cool. I've always wanted to play yeah. them, and I thought that was such a cool little sort of link, little, link yeah. between these franchises. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, the way kind of um, Portal Two ends is kind of like a little. You said, didn't you, about the feel uh, the outside? When you go out and there's the weight. Yeah, and it's just like and it, a little... it's kind of you're, you're kind of like where's civilization where's, where's and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that is cool. Um, um, and like I say, I think, yeah, brilliant game. Um, and the, the can, cast. Can we appreciate when they sing to you at the end? <laughs> I love <laughs> that. I, 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 we got a song in the first one and I love the song in the second one too. Oh, it's great. Stepped up a notch. We get a whole like orchestra. <laughs> and uh, I mean, this is, this is slight spoilers, but like I said, it's Golden Aldi. I really liked, uh, one, the fact that Wheatley ends up on the moon or in space. <laughs> which yep. I thought he, get, he yep. goes to the moon then it drifts off into space which I the, thought the was corrupt hilarious. space orb yeah and he just every space. time Stephen Merchant's trying <laughs> to talk about how he wanted to make things right that other orb just keeps going space. we're in space space, space. space. yeah <laughs> and um, I'm in space and I really I really liked actually the speech that uh, Gladys gives to you um, at the end where she's like 
uh, she basically says like, you know, I hated you and I wanted to kill you, but now I realize you're my best friend yeah. and like all this stuff. And I was like, ah, oh, damn. Like, yeah, damn I know you're a crazy feels. murdering yeah. giant robot. Psychotic robot, but you're kind no, of... But then doesn't, doesn't she then say, oh, you thought I was talking to you? <laughs> I think she does. That's on the list. That's why she, she then mugs you off and says, oh, you thought I was talking to you. No, I just want you gone or something. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. I mean, it's not surprising, is it, from the performance yeah. the whole way through? I it's mean, this passive aggressive tone. It's great. It's, it's just again it it's just i think it's better than the first one and yeah, i think it's just yeah they, these games stand out because of how well written they are they are so yeah, yeah definitely well written. for a game that really doesn't have other than the, the the portal mechanics and that and the thinking the actual rooms and that okay you've got a couple more areas in the second one but there's really not all that much mm. to the design is there um and no. for something that simple to have that much even the first one that much good writing in it is it's a weird mixture yeah. too, isn't it? I mean, it? like I say, I hate puzzle mm. games. Yeah, and you really And I it. forced myself to carry on playing this when yeah. I got stuck just because of how much I was enjoying. Joy, and you wanted the humour. All, and you all, all the, the lines, yeah. all the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the script. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're now done with Portal. Um, <gasps> no. So, um, yeah. Never now, again. Now, Portal. So, yeah, now we're thinking we'll with Portal. Wait for Portal 3 yeah. and we can... As Bradley said, one day. we're now thinking <laughs> with portals. So anyway, um, moving on from that, and the, that won't be. Well, there's no not going to be a golden oldie next week about portal. I promise it will be a game we unrelated. There's no more, is there? I know, but we could just make something up. Should we write Portal Three. <laughs> Ask um, Richard Bass if he wants <laughs> to come in. Yeah, yeah. band script. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, um, so wrapping up, we're going to go to uh, the delve into fandom. So our five multi your choice this week. It is my choice. Um, I had a bit of debate about this because I wanted to do something really obscure um, that was you'd you'd have no idea about. But then I was going to do horror icons. Like I was going to do like one pick, like a horror icon, um, and and do that. But I then thought. This is far That's from just, it. I was just going to be, this is embarrassing. <laughs> He's yeah. jumped off the boat. Yeah, well, I, I thought about it. And I, I may do it another time, but, but for now, what I decided to do was Star Wars. Because we all know about Star Wars. Everyone here, all There's three of zombies us have, in Star Wars. Whatever. Um, but I thought I'd do Star Wars, right? <laughs> There's now, horror elements. <laughs> now, whatever. Yeah, no, don't embarrass me like that. No, and that, now what I'm going to do is, um, there's five questions, all multiple choice, as Chris as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no number A. Um, but... Um, but, what do you mean there's no number but i would say that two of these questions are definitely embarrassingly easy um and the okay. other ones i tried to make quite obscure Bradley however you might well, I, i'm really think, worried because i do think, like star wars i think any fan of star wars would find all five of these easy probably like the warhammer ones for you chris like oh, okay. a real fan would probably know them but but they'll be so only real fans. yeah only real fans yeah so don't hate us because they're all easy but but these guys <laughs> might actually get them wrong so is everyone ready for question one yeah, uh, yeah. yep yeah, go ahead. Okay, so question number one: How many arms does General Grievous have? Does he have two arms, three arms, or four arms? There's four arms. In his in his full form, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like when he's his, reached like his his, his max Jedi, capacity. Knowing where he's been trained in Jedi, uh, your Jedi tricks by Count Dooku mode. <laughs> yeah, which is ridiculous because how <laughs> yeah. would he have taught those? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he doesn't have four arms. <laughs> so he's like, right now, do that spinny thing you do with your four arms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that you've just broken that logic, Jim Grievous just yeah. has robot arms on him. <laughs> yeah, like, I've got to train you with yeah, these. Yeah, but like that's a really good point because how did he learn to do that? Because there's it's no the fact way. that he starts with that sentiment. He's like, oh, don't worry. <laughs> 
can't do train, train me. me and then he Jedi. proceeds to Four break arms. his... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and spin his lightsabers really fast. But it looks cool, right? Yeah, it does uh, look cool. Yeah, we do like that it scene. Does. It does. So yeah, I'm going to go with, with four arms. General well. Kenobi! Um, you're going to go four as well. Okay, you're both right. Yeah, there's four. he has four arms. Um, okay, this is another limb question. How many legs does an ATST walker have? Two, three, or four? Two? Yes, yeah, Bradley? Two. You're going two as well? Yeah, two. Okay, I was just making sure. I told you these ones are the chickens. Easy, right? Yeah, they're the chicken things. Yeah. I panicked for a minute and I was like, I look at it, I was like visualizing in my brain. I was like, <laughs> you were thinking you're about doing the noises sure in your head. The big ones with four legs. Um, no, no, anyway. no uh-uh. yeah, uh-uh. yeah. Anyway, um, question number three. Okay. Who refers to R2-D2 as an overweight glob of grease? Is it Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, or C-3PO? <gasps> oh. Oh, who, who was the options quiet. again? Luke, got Han. Luke, Han, uh-huh. C-3PO. Oh, this is, this is actually quite Oh, my hard. God. Damn, an overweight. Hard. Oh, this was like the easier of the last two. Uh, overweight glob of grease, he calls him. I'm going to go with Han Solo. Bradley? I'm going to go with C-3PO. Bradley is right. It's uh, C3PO. Did you guess? Did, it's, so I, do you know what? When I read the question, no, I can I just picture believe. him saying it in his British accent. Is that in the first episode one? I, I think when so. He's yeah. Outside? Yeah, but I. Do you know what? Oh, I know they don't go with him in episode one. He stays on the planet, doesn't he? Because little Annie's only building him. Yes. Yeah, he does. Yeah, you're so right. That must be in one of the later ones. But but I thought reading that sentence, it would be Han Solo as well. I would have guessed Han Solo. No, whereas I, I can only picture it in C2's good voice. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> cyborg, human cyborg relations. Um, anyway. Oh, I'm so um, upset. Yeah, anyway. So uh, that's three for Bradley, two for Chris. Um, yes. Next question. Which furry mammal do the Tuscan Raiders ride? Is it oh, a reek? Yeah. Is it a wampa or is it a bantha? Uh, I'm going with bantha. Yeah, I'm going with bantha as well. Did you like my Tuscan Raider noise? Yeah. yeah. See, I want to pay attention to that. Yeah, bantha. It was a bantha. You're Ooh. both right. Yeah, because so. wampas are the big I'm glad guys. This is Snow, they're they the are. cookie monster from the Family Guy yeah, special. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cookie. Yeah. Um, if I hadn't <laughs> given you multiple choice, you'd have probably never got that, would you? No, because I, 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 uh, uh, yeah, it's one of those things that you, you only recall, hear it but, and then well, yeah, you hear it. If you'd said what they'd ride, yeah, but the minute you said bantha, I was like, yeah, 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 exactly. I didn't know the name before you said it. Fifth and final question. Feed is the capital of which planet? Naboo. Oh, I didn't give you the choices. Oh! Jesus Christ. Chris. Bradley, Bradley <laughs> do you know the answer? I didn't tell him he was right. Uh, is it Naboo? It's Naboo, yeah. Chris, wow. Don't play this game, boy. Yeah, how did you know that? Like, I actually didn't think you would. Like, I was like, it's not something that's like majorly mentioned. I know they do I mean, mention it. You, I, I, I play Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, yeah. And what's probably... the map called on the <laughs> Feed. Yeah, you are right. Yeah. Right, well, you're disqualified from that question then because you play Battlefront. Well, no, I had to redeem myself after getting the, yeah, uh, the R2-D2, R2-D2 question wrong. wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I thought it would be um, interesting to just have Star Wars because obviously there is, an, we've all got mm. a general knowledge. And we can Wars. always, if, if we wanted to, we could do Knights of the Old Republic and do five Star Wars questions from a from the different time time period, period. Right? yeah sure i mean that mm-hmm. one i would definitely lose all yeah that was very general yeah. so yeah yeah of course, we have a, we can always specialize yeah we yeah, can no, we can fun, do specialities cool. um but yeah i mean that means bradley you are going to be Quizmaster next week um obviously mm-hmm. you can't tell us what you're planning until the day because um that would be unfair because i'll be doing research and so would chris um, <laughs> yeah but but yeah so i'm looking forward to hearing that um yep. and yeah i mean 
did we think that the Star Wars questions were too easy? No, 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 they were good, man. I mean, we, they could have gone a bit harder, but yeah. I mean, I did yeah, get maybe, one wrong, maybe number so. five was a bit too easy for someone, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, hard. I mean, have you guys got any closing thoughts today? Oh, I love this bit, the closing oh, thoughts bit. It's it's I like the, that good. little phrase you do. Has anyone got any closing thoughts? Um, closing thoughts. <laughs> last time I had space throw, uh, space toad frogs. Um, things. Oh, closing thought. Can it be something completely unrelated to the podcast? I mean, Just, it can be. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, Sam from uh, Lord of the Rings, Sam, uh, Samwise Ganji, um, I yep. saw a thing today. You know, the last scene of the um, Return of the King, yeah. where he goes home, he takes Frodo's book and he goes home and he goes he takes to, all the credit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and he takes his daughter and uh, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah, he holds her. So that was his real daughter. I don't know if you know yeah, that. And no, she's just, oh, she, this, that. she's now like 20 years old or they something. They redid like. the picture. Didn't yeah, they redid the picture when, like, from the end of the film and what she looks like now with them together. I thought that was really cute. I didn't actually know it was his real daughter mm. in the film. But no, neither did I, and I'm a um, super fan. <laughs> but I watched um, I watched Return of the King the other day. Um, great film. Uh, but what I've really found funny is, you know, the bit where they're on, um, where Gollum's trying to convince Frodo that Sam is bad, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he's against him. Yeah. I always remember seeing that meme where it's like Sam travels halfway across Mordor and across Middle Earth with Frodo. Yeah. And Frodo just turns around and goes, go home, Sam. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> he's just traveled this whole way with you. He's literally giving you all the food he had. He's literally like dying. And then you just tell him to go home and he still comes back and rescues you. Like, Someone told me to go home after that. Yeah, I mean, whenever someone goes, Frodo's the hero. I'm yeah, like, Sam mm, is the I hero disagree. here. Yeah, little Samwise Ganji. Anyway, that that's my. I mean, that was a closing paragraph. Yeah. Sure closing <laughs> yeah. Does anyone else have a closing thought? Unrelated. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think one day we should dive into. I said it earlier. Zombies in Star Wars. It's like oh. legends. It's like old Star Wars stuff. Okay. But honestly. There's some really cool stuff out there. So okay. I'll leave you with that. If okay. you're interested, Google zombies in Star Wars. Okay. That's zombies really is, weird. That's a cool closing yeah. thought. Um, all right. Well, yeah, we'll be back. Bradley? We, no. Uh, you had a paragraph. Shh, 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 Bradley doesn't get close at all. It's fine. It's no. fine. He, he had enough for both of us. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There you go. No, sorry, Bradley. If you had a closing well, thought, hit us with it. We're going to end the pod there. It's fine. Yeah. It's time to end. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. well thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening guys. guys. That was insane. We did the same thing. Anyway, I'm going <laughs> to sign scripted. off now. <laughs> goodbye, guys. And bye from me too. And goodbye.